Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm here with Kaunda Chama, the absolute letter K. He is everything to do with killer, combo, uh, combi. What else? <laughs> King. <laughs> yes, royalty. King Kaunda Chama. Good to have you on board as always, brother man. Um, let's get into it. So we've got a, a stacked podcast, but I want to find out how you're doing before we go into any other stuff. I'm getting better, Cyrus. As you know, I was down with a bout of flu, but I'm recovering. Uh, but yeah, uh, in between long naps, I've been watching some incredible NBA action. Uh, the NBA action. It's fantastic. Uh, that's for all of those old basketball heads oh, who know exactly what I mean. How old um, are you? <laughs> well, old enough. Let me, let's give everybody our social media handles. At Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook for all things NBA from an African perspective. The Post Up Podcast this week is going to be a jam-packed one, and we're going to be looking at a, a few player-focused um, areas because we, we don't want this to just be team focused only we've got to show some love to the individual so we're looking at the guys who've been putting the stats up and putting the numbers up really putting their names up actually and their hands up to say i need to be counted you need to know it's me and they could be the mvp candidates so it's not like an early 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 season mvp candidate run but it's one of those where you say if you're not watching these guys for mvp what are you doing with your life you ready for this one calendar let's go Okay, so let's look at the, we're going to use the stats as a barometer here, but I think when we, when we look at something like this in terms of people who could be MVP candidates, there are also other factors to be considered as well. The stats obviously are a major thing. If you're not getting your numbers, we're not going to look at you. But it's also about team placement, right? Like if your team is like, um, shall we say, and, and I'm not really pointing at anybody here when I say like, second worst in the west or or anything to of, of that nature you know your numbers don't necessarily uh bring you into the conversation right we know you play we know you play a hater cyrus we know you <laughs> i'm just saying uh, why do you think i'm player hating i could be talking about anthony davis anyway but we are talking about whether or not teams in those kinds of, of spaces really their best players ever get get uh, looked at as candidates for mvp Look, Cyrus, it's actually hard to uh, rise as an MVP candidate if your team is really underperforming and is sitting at the bottom of the, or close to the bottom of the entire league, right? Yeah. I mean... That's true. I, I, I don't want to mention my favorite player's name, but it's currently what's he's, happening right he's not He's not Voldemort, and he is the, in, in the team that's currently joint worst in the West. But... I guess in terms of trying to trying to 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 put together a sense of what we're looking for when we're looking for what the candidates should be at the end of the season, right? It's teams that are potentially in the top three in their in their conference. Um, we might even push it to four. I don't think that if you're sixth in in your conference, people will, will really give you the love that that you you'd expect to be given. But um, let's look at the guys who are right at the top. And I mean, the stats leader is also the favorite on bet.zero.za, Betkoza, um, one of our partners. And that's Luka Doncic. Um, you know, his odds to win MVP this season are the absolute best of any player at three to one. If you're using a fractional and we're looking at him as like a four point favorite when, when it comes to it. Do you think Luka Doncic, like this could be his season? Because the last two or three years, he's always been the, the guy who to begin the season, everyone's like, yeah, Luka, he's going to be the guy. Do you think this is potentially his time to shine? Yes, Cyrus. I, th I think the door's open for Luka. 
uh, he he's coming to the season. He's lo- I, I just uh, pray that he stays healthy. He's looking. He, he he's lookering. You know, whenever a player is playing yeah. uh, like themselves, you know, like he's playing at his pace. He's playing with that smile on his face that could irritate any defender. And you know, he he's just <laughs> doing what he needs to do for that Maverick squad, Cyrus, and averaging thirty three, thirty six point three points a game. 9.5 mm. rebounds. That's almost a double double already. And, 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 uh, uh, nine points. When you add his assist assists, numbers uh, in, 9.3 assists, which is almost, uh, a triple double. A triple that, double. Know, he, yeah. He could be playing in Russell Westbrook territory here if he, if he just yeah. it up a little bit. So, uh, Cyrus, I mean, I, I'm loving watching Mavericks games. Obviously, um, it's, it's been interesting to see them giving up, uh, a, you know, a great, uh, point guard, you know, and, and let uh, yeah. Branson and, and letting him go to New York. And you think, what are they really going to do? How much, you know, more lifting can Luca do by himself? But uh, he's he's doing his work. I mean, they're, they're, the backup dancers, as we call them, uh, you know, he's supporting <laughs> cast, uh, are also doing their part. I mean, but 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 Luca's rising to the occasion. And that's what I'm liking about Luca so far, Cyrus. He's, he, he's definitely showing you that he's been an MVP in another league. He's won a championship in another league mm-hmm. and he just needs to do it now in the NBA. And that's really it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're wanting to see him rise to the absolute top of the standings in, in, in the NBA specifically. He's 23 years old, you know, Kanda. We forget that sometimes. And and the thing yeah. about it is that he, he plays with such maturity and he's come from Hero Basket where he's had, uh, he had a good tournament. He's in really good shape. And the numbers bear out. I mean, you look at some of the, the, the games he's played. He's absolutely single-handedly been pulling this Mavericks team, um, uh, uh, you know, across the league. But the other mm-hmm. thing is, and this is why I asked about um, team standing is that he could end up being like the highest point scorer in the league, almost um, you know averaging a triple double. But then when you look at where the Mavericks are, they're tenth in the Western Conference with a 500 record. So you know everyone will look at it and say, yeah, Luca had a heck of a season, but can he be the most valuable player when his team's so bad? And then the question and the debate comes up about what what makes MVP most valuable to his team, most valuable in the league? What is value? You know, geez, everybody becomes Socrates when it comes to trying to decide what MVP means. Um, but I agree with you. I think that, that Luca should be in that conversation and he really is um, at the top of that list. When you look at the numbers themselves, 36.3 points. But it's also the teams that the Mavericks have played and Luca has showed up in that has been really interesting to see, specifically like in the game against uh, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, the Nets have got firepower in, in Kevin Durant. They've got firepower in Kyrie Irving. Um, and that's about it. But those guys have, have been trying to will this team forward. Um Luca doesn't necessarily have that, right? I mean, you look at the guys around him, they're playing well, but they're not playing excellent basketball. They're playing well enough to win, right? I mean, that's what matters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was only surprised in uh, them uh, taking a knock against the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, before they, 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 they broke down the, the Brooklyn Nets because that was mm. the Pelicans without Zion Williamson, right? Yeah. And then yeah, they and lost. And Brandon Ingram. That, that, that was quite a shock to me. Maybe they went in underestimating thinking, ah, without Zion and without Ingram, uh, this is a cakewalk. And then they, they, they got shocked because, you know, CJ ain't playing games and, uh, yeah. you, you know, neither is Alvarado and, and, and the rest of the squad. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they've got, they've still got Jonas Valanciunas there. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that was my biggest shock. But let, let's go back to Luca because this is no more of a player-centric discussion, right? Uh, I, I think he's just that guy. And, uh, and I think if he can 
get uh, the, the, the Mavs maybe finishing top four at the end of the season uh, mm. in the West, I, I think he's got a great chance of, you know, yeah. you know, touching that MVP accolade. And I think that's the key thing here is that how how high the Mavs finish will really determine how well Luca does in the MVP voting because we've had um, we've had uh, Nikola Jokic go back to back before him you had Giannis um, and you know so these Europeans slash Nigerians um, have been doing really really well but let's go to who's number two in the ranking right in terms of points per game and that's Giannis Antetokounmpo who for me is actually the perennial MVP candidate like every season. I don't know why we don't just call it the Giannis Valuable Player or the Most Giannis Player of the Year Award, whatever it is, but Giannis got to be there. I mean, he's averaging 36 points per game, uh, 13 rebounds per game with two blocks per game. I mean, the man is absolutely everywhere, playing both ends of the floor, and that's what we love to see. I mean, you and I love two-way players, uh, but somebody who's as dominant as Giannis, and that game against the Nets, I mean, he scored, what, back-to-back 40-point games? Um, and, and as we record this, the Bucks are three and zero in in the NBA. I mean, Giannis has been sensational. Cyrus, since you met this young man in 2015, you knew there was something special about this young man. Yeah, and uh, I, I think he proves to you every year that he can get better. And 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 I think Cyrus, what we, what we're witnessing here is the rise of a of of of, of a major superstar here, just like yeah. we saw with Shaq and Kobe with Mike. And with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Now, mm. if I may take it to our very own in, in the likes of Hakeem Olajuwon and Dikembe Mutombo, um, mm. who we send prayers out to, by the way, due to his, uh, you know, recent, uh, you know, brain tumor operation uh, procedure that mm. he had. But, uh, Cyrus, there is no other guy in the league right now who's doing it the way Yanis is doing it on both ends of the court, Cyrus. You yeah. see him offensively. He's putting up the numbers. He, he's uh, defensively. You see the rebounds. You see the blocks. Uh, I mean, even assisting 5.3 uh, assists per game. I mean, Cyrus, in the recent game, I, I was watching the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, Milwaukee Bucks game last mm. night as we record this, and he pulled a move on poor, I'll call him poor, Ben Simmons. <laughs> and, and then he, he he gave that too small, you know, you know, expression they do after you score on someone, and and I just felt sorry for Ben Simmons because he had no answer for Yanis Antetokounmpo. This guy is just he's long, you know, he's got those arms, long. He's got a long reach. Whether you're really trying to, you know, stop him from backing you down, he's got ways of elevating, and oh, he is just a marvel, Cyrus. I think th- th- this is Yanis's time to shine as a, as a, as one as, as the best two way player and arguably the best player in the league at the moment. I think he is by far and away the great the greatest player in the NBA right now. Yes, so people will talk about true scorers like KD uh, and yeah. all of that stuff. But but Giannis does absolutely everything. And and he's so tough to stop. And and I think what I love the most about him is that he's even when he's flexing, it's not arrogant. It's more like, you know I can do this. This is what I do. And you better pay attention to what I do. And when you look at his numbers, I mean, we mentioned the, the actual points per game numbers and all of that stuff. But it's the efficiency that it's happening on that's really scary. Because Giannis is like, field goal percentage is 67.7%. A lot of his buckets come around the rim, as it should with his yep. skill set. But he's also shooting 40% from three-point range. I mean, that's pretty nuts. 
yes, he's not taking a heck of a lot of them, and he shouldn't. But, you know, 40% from three is great if you're averaging like 3.3 attempts per game. What's really critical here is that his free throw numbers are not abysmal. He's shooting 62.5% from from the stripe. And that's really, really important because that's going to be what determines what happens in in games down the stretch. When, When you start thinking about it in terms of, you know, what the superstars need to do for their teams. Um, you know, the craziness is Giannis's free throw numbers are better than Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is shooting 57.9%. And you wouldn't expect that um, from, from a, a, you know, like a, a guard. Uh, so, so Giannis is really doing well. Do you, know, you know what makes me laugh? Yeah. But, but three seasons ago, this was Mr. Countdown free throw <laughs> guy yep. remember the the, the 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 league and the fans were teasing him every time he was on the charity stripe there'll be that countdown from 10 to 1 making sure he doesn't get the whistle for time wasting and, and look at him now and here he just is goes to show you just goes to show you the where the work you put in in the off season in the summer as they call it in the nba it, it comes and shows on the hardwood once the regular season starts off and i think that's what yanis has been doing from before when he struggled a lot from three-point range that could have been like five seasons ago or so now look at him very comfortable from three-point range when he takes that three it, it, it's not as if it's he had to think twice about it he just lets it fly on the charity stripe again, give him free throws. He's easy with them now these days. And I think it's it's all got to do with the work you're putting in. Some seasons ago, I remember when when the Bucks before they won their first championship with Yanis. Well, their first recent championship with with, with Yanis. Um, and we we used to find him uh, looking like a one trick pony, if you will. You know, Euro stepping to to the hoop or, or, or trying to do a spin move there uh, close to the, to the rim. He no longer just depends on those moves. He can Euro step uh, and dunk, or Euro step and do a fancy layup, or just a finger roll. Or he can shoot from three point range. His mid, his mid range is not bad. So I think what he's done is like he's he's amassed a total skill set of like the 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 most desirable NBA player. Remember back in the days when we would play around on computer science and would say, oh, I want the, 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 the handles of Allen Iverson and I want the shot of Reggie Miller and then I want the dominance of Shaq and I want that killer instinct of Michael Jordan. And, you know, you'd put together your ultimate NBA player, right? And I think that's what Yanis is trying to yeah. do to himself in the summer. He's trying to create that ultimate NBA player in Yanis Antetokounmpo who can do it all on both ends of the court. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a super fan here, Cyrus, but this is what I'm seeing from this young man. Well, definitely a super fan if you're putting Reggie Miller three-pointers in there. But I think the other thing about Giannis is that he could be Giannis 2K, right? We should be calling him Giannis 2K because he really is like a 2K build kind of player. Weirdly, that's what people are calling Victor Wembanyama. Though we'll see what he is as a pro. Um, Let's talk, and I'm going to ask you to lead the conversation for the next player here up on the MVP discussion. And that's Kevin Durant, who has suddenly become Giannis's... um, a d- biggest foe because they play in the same <laughs> same conference uh look uh kevin durant for me uh you know i i i i i i haven't liked him in the past for for obvious reasons because he's the reason uh 2017 uh, and 2018 happened to lebron james because he's just you know this guy is the is the ultimate nba scorer he he can score from anywhere. I mean, uh, the best shooter, you know, is is Kevin Durant. Um, the best three, the best shooter is Stephen Curry, but the best scorer for me is Kevin Durant. 
33.2 yeah. points a game, 4.4 rebounds. I think he can do better than that. But uh, 4.0 assists. And Cyrus, Kevin Durant has always been that uh, big man with handles like a guard. Uh, claims he's not seven feet tall. I think he is because he's just got – that frame is just too long for him to be like 6'11". But still, just basketball IQ, uh, you know, just – Don't forget – 1.8 blocks per game, too. 1.8 blocks per game. Cyrus, th- th- this guy is, is just what uh, a, a pure hooper, the definition of a pure hooper is. I, I, I know we spoke, I spoke mountains about Yanis and how great he is, but uh, on the other side, I, I'd also like to say Kevin Durant, for me, is a pure hooper. Is a, for me, he, he's a guy who wakes up in the morning, and I think before he even brushes his teeth, he probably takes 100 shots because th- th- this is just how good this guy is playing. I mean, well, you, you, can, you can definitely say before he he, he lotions his ankles, um, he, he's, he's getting shots head. up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not get personal, Cyrus, because you know Kevin Durant fires back, whether directly or through a true. burner account. He will fire and, and, back. And so, who are we to question what he's doing outside of what, what happens on the court? Yeah, so let's put some spec on his name. Uh, but 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 look, Cyrus. Speaking of spec, he 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 deserves a lot of respect. I know I know the team didn't do well last season. I mean, suffering, uh, you know, a, a clean sweep at the hands of the Boston Celtics. And then they've also started in a very limpy way, if you will. I expected them to be firing at uh, more cylinders than they are, but they're not. But Kevin Durant by himself, you can see he, he he's out there and he, he wants a chance at another chip with another franchise to show all naysayers that it wasn't just the, 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 the Golden State Warriors system that helped him win. He's actually, you know, that great of a player. And he's showing so far, Cyrus. For me, Kevin Durant, um, the numbers he's put up so far, uh, I, I, I would even squeeze him into the MVP discussion right now. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We've, we've squeezed him yeah. into the MVP discussion. And if we're actually looking at him as an outside bet for MVP, you could make a heck of a lot of money of Kevin Durant. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's 16. Um, his decimal odds are 16. So he, like, he's a 16 point favorite. When you look at him, his odds are 15 to one. So, you know, for, for those out there looking at a bet, Coza bet 10 bucks on him nets you 160 bucks at the end of the season. So I think Kevin Durant could be one of those where you're really looking at somebody who could do something really special if, mm-hmm. if he carries on the way he does. I do think though, and this goes back to the same thing that we said about Luca, his team's got to be there. His team's got to be there. And a one and four start is never a good thing. It's never a good thing. So the, the nets have got to come together. True, Sorry, by one much. game, by one game. And, and you know, Jish, uh, what a game that could be, right? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes down to it. So I think that the Nets will, will really have to pull, pull their socks up. And I love KD. I think he's a great player, really incredible guy to watch play. And But the team around him, the coaching setup, things that, I mean, everything's just been a nightmare. And, you know, with him asking out and and then Steve Nash also losing his rag the other day, there's a lot to, to, to no, really I, try. I, I, don't, I don't blame Steve. Nash, that, that officiating was atrocious. It was almost as bad as the officiating uh, in uh, Phoenix when uh, the Golden State Warriors took an L there. Uh, but l- we're not talking about officiating right now. I'm just pointing out what I saw. If I Good was, pointing if out. I was, if I was one of the Steves, Nash or Kerr, I would have lost it too. I'd have probably gotten a triple tech if they had a triple tech. Like, 
out of the arena. You know, you'd be, you be getting a tech in your hotel room. Yes, and the tech from the chair, from the from the locker room to now go and watch the game somewhere at a bar. So I'd have gotten a triple tech out there. Now, now, you'd be getting tech because he, he, he looked like he was possessed. It was unbelievable. His eyes were ready to pop out of his head. But uh, enough about Steve Nash and his, and, his, and his rant there. Let's look at somebody else who I think should be in the conversation, and, and we'll try to wrap up this portion of the conversation. Ja Morant. Um, he really has stepped up. I mean, every year he's gotten so much better. I was watching the game between the Grizzlies and the Kings. And even when the Kings started to pull things close, Ja was like, you know what? This is nonsense. I don't even know why you guys are so close. So if we look at his season stats, 32.6%, 6.8 assists. I mean, what do you think of the guy? Cyrus, 32.6 points a game. This is like what is he? He's a third year now, right? So, so, so in his first season, he 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 was the rookie of the year. Second season, most improved player. This season, imagine if he gets that MVP accolade. I know it's nothing easy to 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 just get, like especially as a, as a, as a third year player. But he 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 is showing that he he he's got that tenacity, he, that fearlessness. He, he's got that zeal. He 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 wants it all. I think. He, he, he does. he's the player I think he, he was built for a team like the Grizzlies. I, I, I always talk about them being that, you know, rough team, that rough and rugged team that gets down and dirty and gritty and, and gets the work done. Maybe that's why they're the Grizzly Bears. Maybe they, they, they go with that, you know, bear mentality. And um, Cyrus, even Kevin Durant himself mentioned in an interview this yeah. week that Jamarant is the future the future face of the the league, and you can't you can't argue with that. Just the way he came yeah. into the league, especially with, with, with one of the you know the biggest chips on his shoulders, because you come at a time when the the guy they're calling another chosen one. You know they they hadn't spoken about a chosen yeah. one like that since they spoke about LeBron in two thousand and three. Now they were talking about he's, Zion. He's there coming in behind Zion, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, everybody's talking Zion. Zion, this Zion, Zion was on CNN. He was everywhere, Cyrus, CNBC, whatever, you name it. And then you're just <laughs> sitting there thinking, I am Jamarant. I can play as good as that guy, and maybe sometimes even better. So he came in with the biggest chip on his shoulder, and I think that helps, especially when you, you, you're also a guard that's not the biggest guard. You know, you come in like a Stephen yeah. Curry who, who's not a big guard. You know, they, 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 compared to your fellow, fellow NBA players, you look kind of, you know, scrawny somewhat, yeah. especially in your early days before, you know, you start hitting that weight room hard. Well, uh, and, 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 this is his fourth season in the league, right? I mean, he's had three full seasons and he's looked good, seasons, though, Kay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's looked excellent. Cyrus. You know, I adopted him from day one as, as my son. Yeah, so the, uh, honorary yeah, Zambian. Yeah. Honorary Zambian, you know, whenever he needs some land or a, or a Zambian green card, he's, he's, more, he's more than welcome. I know some people, you know. And uh, yeah. Cyrus, he, he's just a marvel to watch, whether he's dunking with his left or his right hand, dishing out alley hoops. He's finishing around the rim. Oh, he's finishing around the hoop, Cyrus. is just something fantastic. But also, those active hands, he steals, he, you know, he shoots, and, and he, he seems to be very comfortable with what he's doing, Cyrus. And he, he's still yeah. got those jets, you know, the, those jet packs on his calves. So he gets up, he's, he's, he's got a very his nice chase down first blocks. step. He's chased down blocks, uh, LeBron-esque, if you will. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Cyrus, uh, I think... I've definitely put this young man in the MVP discussion already, and I think he can only prove us right. And just imagine, rookie of the year, most improved player, 
MVP. MVP. It's a heck of a rise to stardom. Those um, are things that uh, remind you of one Yanis Atetokounmpo, although he didn't get the rookie of the year. But you remember how he started, you know, just stacking yeah. up those uh, accolades nicely. And then all of a sudden, he's not only a two-time MVP, but now he's a champ. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm very excited for Jamarant, yeah? No, me too. And what I love is that the, the Grizzlies are second in the Western Conference with a 4-1 and one start to the season. You look at, at Jamarant and he's also improved his three-point shooting, which was never a really big part of his game before. Uh, but now he's out there and he's actually taking um, like about an average of 4.6 three-pointers a game and he's shooting at a 56.5%. I mean, that's massive leap from where he was before. His, his free-throw line shooting is also pretty good at 87.5% and he gets to the line an average of about 9.6 times a game so you know you're seeing somebody who attacks the basket attacks his defenders gets fouled goes to the line does well is also starting to improve his game from outside um, um, from three-point range so he's really added so many different dimensions to his game and as a as a potential MVP candidate his team is doing well too I mean this is the team that was like what the number two seed in the West last season so yep. you know he the, the Grizzlies are, are really helping him and 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 putting together a good case for him and his Odds on Betcoza are nine point uh, nine and uh, nine to one to 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 win MVP. So if you really look at what that means, ten bucks on him nets you a hundred bucks. Jamarant could be a really sneaky bet. Um, Pounder, let's take a quick break. We'll finish up our MVP discussion and then we'll start talking about games to watch over the weekend. Alrighty, we are back at it. And guess what, Kaunda? We're going to finish off our conversation about MVP candidates. And the reason I want to finish it off like this is because there are two guys who are averaging the same number of points. And we're using points mm -hmm. as the barometer for MVP here. Because in essence, that's what everybody is. It's what's eye-catching for players. Yeah. And two guys sharing the exact same stats from, from a points-per-game perspective are Devin Booker at 32.5 points per game and Jason Tatum with the exact same points-per-game numbers. Let me show you, tell you a little bit about the differentiators here. Booker is averaging 5.8 assists a game with 1.3 steals a game, whereas Jason Tatum is averaging 8.3 rebounds a game. His assist numbers aren't as good. He's only averaging 3.5 assists. But we're looking at guys who are scoring at a really good rate. Their teams are playing fairly well as well. I mean, you look at the Suns, they are 3-1 and one so far to start the season. That leaves him fourth in the Western Conference. And when you look at it, 3-1, and one, exactly the same record for the Boston Celtics in the East, with Tatum doing well. This could be one of their sort of outlier seasons to to really come up as as MVP candidates. I've already put some money down on on Jason Tatum as being a potential MVP candidate because I think it's mm -hmm. him and Giannis out east who I think will have really really good seasons, um, even with all those stacked teams. But Booker, I wasn't so sure about because I think the Suns might struggle this season because. Uh, Chris Paul's regression, unfortunately, is happening. Um, and if they can stave off the bad performances and Devin Booker can step up more, then you might just see him really take that conversation further. So, Kounder, let's start with Devin Booker. Do you think he's got a chance as a potential MVP candidate? Uh, he always does, Cyrus. I, I, I think from, from like his second season, I, I saw 
the, the the potential in one Devin Booker. He he he's been one of my favorite uh, shooting guards to watch. Uh, mm. Also fearless. You saw him go at it with uh, your man Clay Thompson the other day. Uh, although yeah. he, afterwards, I'm, I'm glad he said, you know, I got enough respect for Clay. I wanted to be Clay when I came into the uh, into the league, and, and, and you, you you can see it. He he he's also yeah. a great catch and shoot kind of guy. Uh, he's got that very calm temperament. Unless you get him, you know, really riled up. Riled up, uh, and, yeah. Uh, and, and and I think I, I, I think Devin Booker, he's going to be a, a victim of his team if he doesn't make it into the, you know, the mm. MVP discussion. I'll tell you this much. He's, he's going to perform well. Devin Booker is going to do Devin Booker things. Even Kobe commended him, you know, when, when he was alive, like, you know, you're going to yeah. be great. What, what the problem is, like you say, you can't ignore the, 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 the regression of one Chris Paul, right? And at the yeah. same time, uh, besides the drama that's surrounding the team at the moment, with you know, with the owner mm-hmm. and and all that, there's also the, the absence of Jay Crowder, who was a great piece yeah. for them. And I think he's he's grit and grime and and, and presence uh, in, in the paint is really going to be felt when, when when we go deeper into the into the yeah. season. And I think that's going to affect the team performance, and then it's going to also affect uh, Devin Booker's uh, you, you know ratings because he's going to have to do so much more work that uh, we, we don't know how that's going to affect his overall performance. Because, Cyrus, the more you beat your body down in, in, in performing, you know, the, the, the more father time catches up and, and re- reality no, things, starts to back in the place. And things happen, yeah? But looking at Booker, though, isn't that kind of the thing that's happening with Luca, where you've got to carry a team through some of the struggles and the travails and all of that stuff? Because, yes, you might have Chris Paul regressing a little bit, but you yeah. also have Devin Booker having to step up. And I think that's where you look at it and you say, Luca's doing the same thing. There's no Jalen Brunson. So can we use that as an excuse? I mean, I think that because uh, you mentioned about body breaking down and that sort of thing with, with, with Booker, it might be the same thing with Luca. Um, so I think that they both have an equal chance of, of being in the MVP conversation if they start to keep if they keep their numbers high. Um, let's go and you know I love to go look at the numbers in, in a bit of a deep dive, right? So we said Devin Booker is averaging thirty two point five points per game. That's yep. you know he's shooting fifty three percent from the field. I mean that's pretty damn good. Um, and and his three point percentage has never been the absolute best but he is shooting some pretty good percentages 48 percent um averaging 6.3 attempts a game so you know he's making almost half his shots which is really really critical do you think that this could be one of those very very sleeper candidates we didn't see coming into the beginning of the season and suddenly he brings the suns through as as the mvp look it 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 does happen uh and look like like we're we're talking about carrying a team right and 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 yeah needing your supporting cast to really step up when you need to get that accolade. Wouldn't you agree that it's the same thing that happened to Kevin Durant in 2014 when he, when he was made the MVP back in his days at uh, uh, OKC? At, at, at the Thunder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, wouldn't it be the same with LeBron's first MVP? Um, you know, you look at these guys and you realize that they have to do a heck of a lot of heavy lifting. But it yeah. feels as if the league is a lot harder now because the players are just at a, at a better level um, across the board. Um, so it might be a little tougher to carry a team um, the way somebody like Booker might have to. Nah, Cyrus, I think it's the same. I, th- I think back in the 90s and before, I think maybe even a little bit harder because the, the style of play 
is gotten so different and and the calls and what you can do and what you can't do now it's so different i mean i i think right i'm I'm not gonna argue with it in the days of the hand checks and that i think was was very different to now but i'm not going to be one of those purists who says no uh current players wouldn't be able to play in 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 the old league because these are athletes and they would have had to adjust yeah i just think that the skill level is different and i think the players are a little bit more skilled these days in terms of shooting um and and finishing than they were in the 90s in the 90s you could get away with just bumping a guy and and be like okay fine we've 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 gotten a stop as opposed to really making your shots but look i i see what you're saying so i'm gonna be like you and say yes and no because back in the days, you needed to be what you needed to be. Back in the days, yeah. I promise you, Cyrus, if you were a, a, a big man like Chris Bosch, checking up threes, you'd have seen the bench sooner than you yeah. thought. Yeah, the game has <laughs> changed. The, the game, has, the game changed. has changed. But now you, you, you got Carl Anthony Towns firing from three and being very successful yeah. from there. And the coach is just like, yeah, keep doing what you do, Kat. Keep doing what you do. Yeah. You know, part of, part of our plan. Like, why isn't your back to the rim and why aren't you backing people down and dunking <laughs> yep. that thing in? What is wrong with you? That is exactly. Jordan's job. He's a shooting guard. It comes with a title. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it, it's very different yeah. now. Like now, like we, 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 you know, we talk about positionless basketball and, and, and I, look, I think that's a discussion for another podcast that we should get into, but I, I think it's equal, Cyrus. It, there, there's no saying that the skill set is, is better. Like everybody could shoot. It's just that they never needed to. So you, what you don't really need to use in the game, you don't spend time developing, right? That is true. That is very true. It's not like a lot of these guys were out there practicing three-point shots when they knew they could just dominate in the paint. So I get you and I'm with you. And I do think that argument might need to be put to the side for now. Let's go to to um, Jason Tatum, who I think, I mean, like I said, I've put some money down on him as, as, as a you know, potential um, MVP candidate. His numbers pretty much the same as, as Booker's, 32.5 points uh, per game. His rebounding stats are fantastic. He's averaging quite a high number at 8.3. Uh, but as a forward, you know, you, you can be in there grabbing those rebounders. It's a 3.5 yeah. assists where you're like, okay, as a forward, he's also not necessarily a big assister. You, you, you see that more from the likes of like a LeBron, who's one of the greatest passes to have ever played the game. But Jason Tatum just needs to do what he needs to do, right? Um, yeah. and, and I think that's what's, what's critical. The only issue I have with him right now is that he's averaging 37.5% um, from three-point range. That's not the number that you want to see from somebody like like Tatum. And he's, he's chucking them up. I mean, he's averaging eight attempts a game. So his three-point numbers, if he improves there, could actually push him even further into the, you know, the, the MVP candidate uh, kind of conversation. I like Jason Tatum as a candidate um, and potential winner of this award. Um, do you think that he's got what it takes? Absolutely, Cyrus. Uh, you remember la- beginning of last season, there were two players that I had my doubts on whether they were superstars. One was Jimmy yeah. Butler and, and the yeah. other was Jason Tatum. And I was going rah, rah about them. By the end of the season, you remember what I said, Cyrus. Your I, tune changed. I officially, you know, uh, you know, crowned them, if you will, uh, um, superstars. These are NBA superstars. And Jason Tatum proved to me last season in the regular and the postseason that he is a bona fide superstar. Now, Cyrus... Yeah. Except uh, for in the NBA Finals, he went a bit quiet. But I, I totally agree with look, you. Look, he, 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 his partner stepped up in uh, Jalen Brown. And sometimes you need that. There are times when Steph's not shooting so well and Clay has to step up and the other way around, right? So, mm. um, 
they were up against a very motivated Golden State Warriors. There were there was no way they were going to win that championship. But look, Jason Tatum is also one of the faces of the league at the moment. You you can't talk about the NBA without talking about Jason Tatum and, and the Boston Celtics. Yeah. So I, I think Cyrus he. He he's gonna get better. He's gonna improve, and and I, I like the fact that he's a forward who again has got nice handles. He he gets to to the hoop. I mean, ever since this young man dumped on LeBron, you remember in his early yep, days. I remember I that. Had my eye on him. Like, wait a minute, who is this kid? Who is this guy? And yeah. Why should I be watching him? And, <laughs> and then he was like, I'm Jason Tatum. I just dunked on your king, and I'm like, okay. I see you. And, 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 <laughs> Just you know, uh, like this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, no, it was more like Black Panther. Is this your king? You know, like, okay, okay. I see you, JT. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Cyrus, I, I think with the numbers he's putting up and the performances that he's doing, uh, he, he's definitely right up there as a potential MVP candidate. And I, and I think all things considered, again, uh, just like the Phoenix Suns, uh, the Boston Celtics happens to be a team that's plagued with a bit of controversy at the moment, but I, I like the yeah. fact that they're, they're, they're finding a way to just carry on with the season. I mean, I know it's very early, but they seem to have just started off on a good note. And, you know, the absence of Emel Docker obviously is there. We know uh, that, that, that he's not there, but they, they, yeah. they seem to be, uh, you know, just, you know, carrying on with business as usual and keeping all the, mm. you know, if I may call it, uh, franchise politics in the background and we're just enjoying yeah. them play good basketball and i think if jason tatum just you know sorts out that uh three-point shooting situation much like the lakers need to uh he definitely will be up there in the mvp discussion for no, the rest definitely of the season. definitely i mean the lakers three-point shooting travails are also they're a podcast for another day let's look at some of the 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 um betting odds and i mean like we didn't even go into devon booker He's three, 33 to 1, Counter. I mean, 10 bucks on Devin Booker to win MVP could net you 340 rand. That is a fantastic bit. Um, but it also says that the bookies don't think he's going to be that guy. Jason Tatum, he's at say, 10 yeah. to 1. Okay. And at 10 to 1, 10 bucks on him could be net you 110, uh, 110 rand. So, you know, there's, there's options here. You can see the bookies really think, yeah, Jason Tatum, not a bad, not a bad option. He's actually fourth in terms of odds, better odds than Joel Embiid, who we haven't even spoken about, um, in this conversation because he's had a somewhat slow start to the season. Um, so in terms of our MVP chat, I think, Let's sort of leave it there. I will ask you one last question with regards to these players. And I think it feels like it's going to be a fairly simple answer in terms of the guys that we've listed because of the numbers that they're putting up. Are these our all-star candidates? They're definitely. I think all these guys we've spoken about are going to get an all-star nod. I'll be surprised. I mean, who would want to see Luca? I mean, uh, yeah. Ja Morant, Jason Tatum, Yanis Atatakumpo, Kevin Durant, you know... Devin Booker, who, so, who so, wouldn't, who wouldn't so, want to so see with that in mind, yeah. With that in mind, right? Because Steph is also up there in terms of the player stats. I mean, he's he's yep. sort of eighth in points per game. He's he's averaging thirty point eight. Uh, LeBron is like fifteenth in in point scoring, twenty five point three. But the popularity of these guys is really what what puts them up there. Could mm-hmm. this be the season where somebody asks LeBron as a team captain? Uh, look, uh, I think out of respect, uh, season 20, that, that, that might give him an edge because, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, 20th season doing, still doing crazy things. And, 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 you know, besides the, the haters all over, 
LeBron still remains that nice guy. You know, he he's the big strong guy on the playground who 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 looks out for the wimpy guys that are being pushed around. So so he's, he's an all round big, you know, he's a all round big brother, good guy. So oh, okay. <laughs> so, so you see what LeBron, I mean? He, 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 he's hero. He, he, he's not like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler might, might save you from a fight, but slap you around to toughen you up a little bit. You, you know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? LeBron would just walk you home and make sure you got home safe. Jimmy Butler would toughen you up along the way. You know what I'm saying? I so, love your uh, love for LeBron. Your love you know, for LeBron got, is I, I got nothing but love for, for, for LeBron. But but look, there, there, there are a whole bunch of guys who, who can surprise you with the popularity. You might just see Team Morant because... Because yeah. I mean the popularity of that guy. I mean, I, I mean, people are loving him. Or, or you know, t- Team Luca, Team Luca, definitely. Team Steph, definitely. Team Durant again, definitely. That that that, that could happen. Team Giannis, come on, sir. Like, so, look, I, so I, this I, is I, the thing. I'm thinking it's it's highly possible we have for the first time ever two non-American yeah. All Star Game captains in so Luka Doncic Luka. in the West and Giannis Antetokounmpo. In, in, in the East. It's it's possible. I wouldn't be shocked, Cyrus. I wouldn't be shocked because these guys, first of all, are superstars. They're, they're putting up superstar performances and they're popular as well. I mean, I, I, yeah. I know I, I did that very uh, uh, colorful prose to, to LeBron, but the same can be said for Yanis. The same can be said for Luca, right? Luca will even smile at you as he drops you off home. You know that, that Luca smile? He'll, he'll flash it at you like, hey, get home safe, young boy, you know. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, this could be that time, Cyrus. Like, you bring about a very important point. Team Luca versus Team Yanis. I'm all it, Team Yanis. Change, change is a heck of a thing, and it's very, very possible. Yep. Look, I... So, so, so we're getting ahead of ourselves in the All-Star stuff here, and we are obviously really getting ahead of ourselves in the MVP conversation, <laughs> but I think it's important for us to really look ahead to these guys. So um, I think we'll leave that conversation where it is. I will ask you a couple more questions later on around, you know, what your, your sort of favorites are um, for, for a few things. But let's get into our games to watch this weekend because we've got a number of games. And this will be part of our post-up betting corner brought to you by Betcoza, one of our partners. Um, Counter. when I look at some of the games to watch, I'm like, you know, there's some, some really, really good games. And if you're looking at like early Saturday morning, you've got the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Boston Celtics. Um, at TD Garden in Boston, that could be a really, really fantastic game to watch. Yes, I think uh, Darius Garland is still out, but we're talking about the second-place Celtics in the East versus the fourth-place Cleveland Cavaliers. Their records, as we record this, are 3-1. and Um, Who would you pick in that scenario? Uh, Cyrus, uh, and we spoke about this in the offseason and in the preseason, I'm, I'm really liking the look of those Cleveland Cavaliers, Cyrus. I, I, I think the acquisition of Donovan Mitchell was one of the best decisions they could have made. And, and when you, when I see this real, matchup, real masterstroke. No, no, that was that, that was oh, Cyrus. If oh no, I'm not going to go back to the Lakers and what they should have done. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shoulda, woulda, coulda, Cyrus. Talk about missed opportunities, but we're going to have another podcast about that the greatest Lakers missed opportunities in recent seasons. But, Cyrus, I, I fancy the Cavaliers. The, 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 the wine and gold are really looking nice this season. And, and all the players you were talking about, uh, even Mobley, 
you, you know, even, uh, uh, you know, Darius Garland, it's a pity he's injured, but the, the addition of uh, Jason Tatum, I mean, Jason Tatum, the addition of uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Caris uh, Levert himself, who we thought maybe, right, but still he's, you know, he's showing up nicely. That, that combination for me is working. Uh, I, I don't think they're the deepest team in the East, but they're an, an exciting team to watch. And against the Boston Celtics, I think, I think this could be one of the games where they could actually shock the more favored uh, green guys from uh, Massachusetts here, Cyrus. Yeah, oh, look, let's look at, at, at what the numbers say. I mean, uh, Betcoza has odds up for this already. Um, and it's it's going to be really interesting because when you look at it, the Celtics are the favorites here. Head-to-head wise, yep. the Celtics are, have got a better head-to-head record than than um, than the Cleveland Cavaliers do. Um, and, and I think, you know, like when you look at it, the Celtics are, are 10 to 21 favorites. So you put like a 10 bucks down, you'll get 14 Rand back. Not a great... Um, return. However, as you mentioned, you might be looking at the Cavs as being good spoilers here. At nine to five, ten bucks on them nets you twenty-eight rand. So it's going to be really, really important to see exactly what happens in this matchup. And I think one of the key things here is the Cavaliers have the firepower to beat a team like Boston. They've also got the defensive prowess when you're looking at the Evan Mobleys and and the Jared Allens who you mentioned. And these guys have been out there blocking shots like no man's business. So, you know, a lot of things have to go right for the Cavs, but this could be that game where where it does. So I think it's important for for those who want to take a bit of a wager to, to look at that as being a good one. So are we both saying Cavaliers in this one? Yeah, my money's on the Cavs, as you can see right here. I'm wearing the old uh, Cavs jersey as we record. So yeah, I think the my, land. my money's on the Cavs. Yeah, my money's on the land, Cyrus. My money's on the land. Okay. Well, I think it's a good way to start when we're looking at things. You know, we, we, we both choose those. Another one, really, really interesting game. The Philadelphia 76ers playing the Toronto Raptors. Um, also early hours of, of, of Saturday morning. Um, Counter. This one is is possibly even a, a, a tougher one to call because of the 76ers' start to the season. Um, the game is happening at the exact same time as, as the Cavaliers-Celtics game. Um, who would you pick in this particular matchup? And, and let me also tell you, right, before you make, mm-hmm. give me your answer, this game is being played at Scotiabank Arena in, in, uh, in Canada. So, you know, th- that might count for something. Yes, Cyrus. Uh, it only counts for the fact that it might be a little cold up there. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, look, I, 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 I'm still a believer in, in, in Philly's capabilities. I, I think they've got a great team, uh, and they just need to, you know, Joel Embiid to start Embiiding. I, I, I think him being uh, the top scorer, but missing out on that MVP last season, maybe has dampened his mood. I don't know, or maybe maybe there's they, 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 there's a shortness in supply of jollof in, in Philly. I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but 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 you know, if 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 maybe he he hooks up with Pascal, who's got a great jollof spot up there in in Toronto, I, I mm-hmm. think this could uh, prove to be problems for the Raptors. Who I, I, it's a grudge game, though, right? I mean, like yeah. the 76ers will never get over the Kawhi. Triple bounce into the basket that, to eliminate the shot, right? Bounce, Cyrus, that friendly bounce that made Kawhi animate and Joel cry. <laughs> it was hectic. I, it was hectic, Cyrus. It goes down to NBA good, legend. That's, a, that's one of those NBA legendary moments that we, we will never forget. Because first yeah. you saw so much emotion out of Kawhi Leonard, and then the equivalent emotion on the opposite end 
from one Joel yeah. Embiid who were used to being like clowning around the a spectrum. lot. The all spectrum. of a sudden, it, yeah, he was like from one end to the other. So it's always going to be a grudge match. Tell but me though, so you say 76ers to win that one, right? 76ers. And this is the game where Joel Embiid comes alive. And then we're going to be like, okay, it's the return of the big man. Okay. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to go with the Raptors here. Weirdly, we didn't give them a heck of a lot of love when we were doing our season preview and, and that sort of thing. And I think it was had to do with the fact that they just haven't necessarily brought any other stock players in. But then, did they need to when you look at how Pascal Siakam is playing for them? And he's been super, super good. He, I mean, he, he's averaging 25.2 points per game. That's just point uh, up a point away from, or rather, zero point one away from LeBron James's points per game stats for the season. Pascal is really matching him there. Um, he's also grabbing eight boards a game. Um, you know, sorry, eight assists a game, and he's grabbing. Um, what did I say? Nine nine rebounds a game. I mean, Pascal Siakam has been really, really playing well. And you look at the, the 76s and the defensive problems are, are really there. So I think it's a, because it's a road game, I'm going to go with the Raptors here. I think the Raptors will definitely be the team to watch. Now, if you are like Kaunda and you want to put some money on Philly, well, 10 bucks will net you 20 rand because they are one to one favorites in this one the raptors now that's where you want to put some of your money um in fact i say they're, they're not favorites because you know they're sort of the 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 raptors have better odds at five to six and 10 bucks on them nets you 18 rand because it's a home game and everybody knows home court advantage is a thing so um either way you're not going to lose out you, you just might you just have to take your, your 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 pick of of whether or not you trust calendar to give you uh great advice or or the ever irrepressible Cyrus Rogers. Um, <laughs> and because I'm talking, I'm the one who can get away with that. Yeah, so um, I think those are, are really, really good uh, picks there. Seven, Sunday is where things get interesting because there's a really early game, uh, Hawks versus Bucks, early Sunday morning. Um, who would you pick in that one? Hawks versus Bucks. Cyrus, you've been talking about grudge games. Here's another one. So, yep. uh, look, uh, I think... I've been happy with how DeJounte Murray has fit into the Atlanta Hawks uh, system. Uh, I, I think they, they need somebody who can literally jump out of the, uh, the arena if he needs to. You know, a, a, another guy with kangaroo knees, if you will. Uh, and, 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 you know, pairing him up with the, with the likes of Kangaroo knees. <laughs> yes. That means he jumps around like House of Pain, Cyrus. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, I, I'm liking the look of the, you know, that relatively young uh, Atlanta Hawks team. But I think the Bucks are the team to watch on the East uh, this season as well. Okay, one of the main teams to watch on the East. And I think the Bucks, looking at the size of those guys, they've, they've got one up on on, on the um, Atlanta Hawks. Cyrus, big shout out to uh, Shane Wellington, big Atlanta Hawks fan. But sorry, Shane. I'm going with uh, Milwaukee. You're going with Giannis and the Bucks. I, I must Giannis agree with you, Kaunda. I, I must agree with you. Um, and I think the, the the thing for me is that there's lots of games coming thick and fast. You've got the Hawks playing the Pistons overnight, right? And then you've also got the uh, Bucks playing the Knicks. So this game comes after those clashes. And and so it's tough to call. But I think I'm going to go with you. We're looking at Giannis here. And, and I think we're both saying Giannis will be the difference and, and the Bucks will beat the Hawks. The NBA Sunday's clash is also another great one. And we're not sure who... Um, 
Who will win this? It's the Pelicans taking on the Clippers. That's at 9 p.m. Central African time on Sunday. Make sure you tune into that one. It's on ESPN on on DSTV. So you you know you definitely can shout out to our partners, SuperSport. Um, it, it's all part of the family. Um, Pelicans Clippers, we might not see Kawhi again. We might not see John Wall. We might not see Paul George. And and that's really been bad for the Clippers who've actually struggled without those guys. Mind you, there's also been a lack of Zion stuff, um, a lack of Brandon Ingram stuff because of, of concussion. Um, so we don't know what Pelicans will, will pitch up. But we've got to ask you who you're going to pick. So who are you going to pick, Kaunda? Cyrus, at, at full strength, I'd go with the, with the Clippers because I, I, I really like that one, two, three with John Moore, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. I, I, I like it. But then again, health issues are rearing their ugly mm-hmm. uh, heads so, so early in the season. And you know, the, those three guys from the Clippers have always been victims of uh, health situations. I think with Paul George, we've, we've, we've never seen poor, poor, poor George the same ever since that injury in the Team U.S. Yeah. Uh, with, with, with his leg, right? It's just never been yeah. the same poor George. Kawhi, I don't know what happened. Something happened at uh, the San Antonio there and he's never been the same. And John Wall, yeah, I think he 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 was another, if you will, Derrick Rose. But uh, mm-hmm. if they show up at full strength and even if the Pelicans show up at full strength, I still see, ooh, no. That, that, I, I still call it a 50-50, but if you push me, I, I, I am. Say, I, 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 both teams at full strength. I give it to the Clippers. Although you know, when Zion and, and Jonas are, are, are in the element, they're, they're really I, I've seen them be as unstoppable. Whereby teams have no answers for those two guys. If if you're busy trying to double up Zion, he would just give it to Jonas, or he would just dunk with two guys hanging on him. He's like the next yeah. generation Shaq. And, and, you know, a, a so, little shorter, but little but shorter, certainly but not the, not less uh, strong. The dominance and the attitude and the strength way up there with him, right? Now I'm with you. Although I'm going in the opposite direction in terms of your pick, I'm going to go Pelicans to win this one. Um, I think that they've they've got a lot of of of, of scoring uh, that people are not paying attention to, and mm-hmm. CJ is as important player as you can get for any team. So I'm going Pelicans in that particular clash. Um, I don't have any odds for that right now, but I do think though that when we're looking at it, it's definitely worth looking at the Pels in this one. I, I'm just a big fan. Um, okay, let's close it out with a game that isn't necessarily going to be close, but might be worth watching to see what happens, considering players are dropping like flies on the Lakers side it's happening <laughs> early hours of Monday morning it's the Denver Nuggets playing the LA Lakers um, in, in Los Angeles um, yes in, in LA this time um, do you think there'll be a reversal of fortunes here do you think we're finally going to see the Lakers put up a showing and really sh- give something for their fans yes Cyrus I think uh, this is going to be uh, our first win for the season if you actually looked at what happened uh, in Denver the Lakers actually played better than Denver. If you if you look at it statistically and you look at the performance, I mean, it was tie. It was a tie game at the halfway mark, Cyrus, and, and the Lakers just couldn't buy shooting. I I, I don't know. It, it's just like whether it was Anthony Davis, whether it was LeBron James who pulled off a couple of three pointers here and there, but. The mm-hmm. amount of turnovers. I think LeBron James had eight turnovers in that game, Cyrus. Yep. It was just he, it, it, he did not care. It was a <laughs> he comedy was chucking of that ball. And and he looked very disconnected, 
uh, like like yeah. he was in another game and then they were playing another game and 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 look it was the, it, it 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 was also a game where Russ sat out due to to his uh, yeah. he, he had uh, some injury a hamstring issue, a hamstring issue and you know he was like okay now prove to us that he is actually a liability and you can do without him and then Cyrus they were playing very well you know, considering who they were playing against, you know, they're playing against the MVP and, 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 you know, Bruce Brown was having a heck of a night. He could find the, the, the back of that net and uh, bones Highland for me, like you, Cyrus, you spoke, you spoke very highly of this youngster. And I was like, okay, let's mm. wait and see. And he showed me in that game that he can really play for that, for that Nuggets team. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray, I don't know what's going on there. Very challenging for well, that young man. Uh, slow, he, slow return. He, slow return, right? But uh, the, the Lakers, that was their game to lose, and they lost it. We, we're yeah, just surprised. They, they, they could have won that game easy. They could, it would have been a narrow win, but they could have taken that game. So I think well, when they watch tape, they'll fix a, a few of those problems and, and, and potentially win this one. So uh, not just from being a fan, but looking at statistics and what I watched uh, in the recent game that they played in, in Denver, I, I give this one to the Lakers, yeah? Okay, you're going Lakers. I'm saying nobody wins a game at halftime. And yeah, definitely going to be the Nuggets for me in this particular one. I think that we're mm. going to see Jamal Murray get even better and, and you know, see this Nuggets team start to find form a lot more. Uh, because I think that they've they've really ridden the heck out of Nikola Jokic in order to try and get going forward. And now they need the other guys to step up. The guys of like KCP, um, Jamal, definitely. So I think there's players that really need to show what they're, they're, they're about. And I think it's going to just pile more misery on the Lakers. And, and the more misery on the Lakers, the better for the rest of the world. Um, Kaunda, we're going to have to leave it there. But before we do, let us also give a bit of a disclaimer. Uh, no persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. Winners know when to stop. National Responsible Gambling Program exists here in South Africa. You can get a hold of them on 0800 006 008 or WhatsApp help on 076-675-0710. Um, Kaunda, we have come to the end of the podcast for the week. Um, you know, I used to love to throw a, a little bit of a, a, a side sideways off the ball, off the backboard question at you. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm saving them, so you're going to get two of them next week. Um, okay. Hope you have a great weekend, and, and I hope that your love for the Lakers doesn't cost you dearly on Betcoza. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because I, uh, you know, uh, I know they're gonna they're gonna do me well Monday morning, early hours of Monday okay. morning. On on Monday afternoon, I'll be a man smiling. You see. Okay, we will definitely bring this up, and we'll also also ask you how much you lost. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Kay, for being on the show as always. You know, it's incredible being able to do this with you, my brother. Um, till the next time, you do you. Absolutely, and we'll see you guys in seven. Yes, thank you all to our sponsors and our partners, supersport.com, bet.co.za. Um, here are our social media handles at Postup Podcast on Twitter, at Postup Zone on Instagram, at Postup Zone on Facebook. For all things NBA from an African perspective, from me, Cyrus Rogers, it's been superb, and we'll catch you courtside.